Welcome to Mother's Day Eve, a holiday that may not exist, but is certainly a possibility in a world that seems to have an occasion for everything. While we wait for Mama Ween to be invented, we'll just have to settle for another installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a newsletter and podcast that is most certainly not funded by Big Greeting Card. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's program, Green County's Commissioner of Revenue resigns after pleading guilty to federal charges of witness tampering. Kellen Squire officially launches his race for the Democratic nominee for the 55th House District. Dr. Denise Bonds is stepping down as director of the Blue Ridge Health District. Another surge of COVID appears to be in the making, but it's too early to tell how severe it might be. And the city of Charlottesville is taking donations to help cover unpaid utility bills. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, algorithms know how to put songs and artists together based on genre or beats per minute. But only people can make connections that engage your mind and warm your heart. The music on WTJU 91.1 FM is chosen by dozens and dozens of volunteer hosts, music lovers like you who live right here in the Charlottesville area. Listener donations keep WTJU alive and thriving. In this era of algorithm-driven everything, go against the grain. Tune in and support Freeform Community Radio on WTJU and consider a donation at WTJU.net slash donate. Larry Snow has resigned as the Commissioner of Revenue in Greene County after pleading guilty in federal court to tampering with a witness. Snow appeared in the Western District Court in Charlottesville Friday to answer to charges that stemmed from a federal investigation, along with his son, who pled guilty to a charge of heroin distribution. The elder Snow was caught trying to harass and intimidate a confidential informant involved with the investigation. According to a statement from Stanley Medor, special agent in charge of the FBI's Richmond Division, elected officials should hold themselves to a higher standard and serve their community responsibly. Mr. Snow violated the faith entrusted to him and with his son criminally used personal information of community members for their own gain. Snow was first elected to the position in 1987 and was re-elected in 2019 while under indictment with three quarters of the vote. In November 2017, Bryant Snow was arrested on two state counts of distribution after selling methamphetamine and heroin to an informant. He pled guilty to the meth charge in April 2018 and was imprisoned at Central Virginia Regional Jail. While there, the father and son discussed ways to intimidate someone referred to as Person A. At one point, the elder Snow sent out over 12,000 pamphlets to Greene County residents describing how the sheriff's department uses informants in an attempt to dissuade Person A. Larry Snow will be sentenced on July 25th, and Bryant Snow will be sentenced on August 1st, before Senior Judge Norman K. Moon. A search will soon get underway for a new director of the Blue Ridge Health District, now that Dr. Denise Bonds has announced she will step down from the position at the end of this month. 
Bonds has been the health director since 2015 and led the agency during the COVID-19 pandemic and during a name change. Here's a section from an announcement that went out yesterday afternoon. Under Dr. Bond's leadership, BRHD expanded its HIV testing and prevention services, increased access to testing for sexually transmitted diseases, and broadened the size and reach of the Population Health Division, including launching a robust community health worker program. Dr. Bonds also served as interim director of the Rappahannock Area Health District from August 2020 to April 2021. The Blue Ridge Health District is also closing down its COVID-19 case investigation team. According to the release, they followed 47,274 cases since the beginning of the pandemic in March of 2020. After this weekend, the Mobile Health Unit, or MOBI, created during the pandemic, has held 200 events at which over 5,000 COVID vaccinations were administered. A memorial to those lost during the COVID-19 pandemic will be held on May 24th at the Santara Martha Jefferson Hospital Amphitheater. A spring surge of COVID-19 continues to rise, with the Virginia Department of Health reporting 2,677 new cases on Friday, with a seven-day average for positive tests at 11%. That's about where things were in late February, when the Omicron surge was waning. Dr. Kosti Safri is the Director of Hospital Epidemiology at the University of Virginia Health System. And that's up from around 3%, 3.5% um, in, in March. So we have seen an increase um, in test positivity. And this is occurring in a background where we're having less testing in general because of the growth of um, at-home testing. And many people, I'd say the vast majority of people who are testing positive at home through a rapid antigen test are not going on to get a, a PCR test um, somewhere else. The dashboard for the Blue Ridge Health District has not been updated since May 1st, and the Virginia Department of Health no longer provides that information in an easily consumable fashion. A link to the data set is available in the newsletter. The increasing number of cases are not leading to increased hospitalizations. Today, the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association reports 30 COVID-positive people in intensive care units and 11 on respirators. At the height of the Omicron surge in late January of this year, that number had climbed over 400. Dr. Sifri said the numbers are expected to rise as more people forego wearing masks indoors and as people move further away from their vaccinations or boosters. There is some, you know, progressive loss of, 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 of um, some immune response. And so that does lead to um, increased opportunities. And then finally, um, uh, in this background is um, um, new subvariants of Omicron. Dr. Sifri points people to the weekly models produced by the University of Virginia's Biocomplexity Institute. The latest one from April 29th predicts a further surge this summer. Though with lower death rates due to treatments that are now available more than two years after the pandemic began. The open question is how much of an impact will that have on health systems? Is that going to lead to more hospitalizations? Is it going to lead to more ICU hospitalizations um, and, and deaths? And, and that's, that's our concern. Dr. Sifri said vaccinations may not prevent infection, but do limit the severity of COVID-19. 
It's been nearly a month since the city of Charlottesville announced they would resume the practice of shutting down service for unpaid utility bills. There was a statewide moratorium on such disconnects that expired last September. In all, the city used $557,000 in various federal assistance programs to help some customers. However, they announced in April that disconnects would resume. According to Chris Cullinan, the city's finance director, six accounts have been disconnected and remain out of service. However, the city is taking donations to help prevent further disconnects. Cullinan said that as of Thursday, the city had received $800 from concerned community members. He said checks marked with water, wastewater assistance in the memo can be sent to the City of Charlottesville Utility Billing Office, P.O. Box 911. Attention, water and wastewater assistance. Charlottesville, VA, 22902. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported shout-out, the Charlottesville Jazz Society and WTJU are pleased to bring bassist Joe Fonda back to town with his long-standing group, The New Band. They'll be appearing Tuesday, May 10th at The Bridge at 209 Monticello Road. The New Band is a dynamic jazz ensemble from New York City featuring some of the most unique, compelling, and in-demand voices in creative music today. The new band was formed in 1999 and since then has released 10 recordings, completed nine European and several U.S. tours, bringing forward-leaning, provocative, and evocative music to the world. All tickets for the new band at The Bridge, May 10th at 7 p.m., will be $10 at the door. For more information, visit seavillejazz.org. There's still no firm resolution on whether Virginia will elect the next set of members of the next House of Delegates this November or the next. But there are now two active candidates seeking the Democratic nomination for the newly drawn 55th district. On Friday, Kellen Squire released a video to launch a campaign for which he filed earlier this spring. Squire is an emergency room nurse who ran in the 58th district in 2017 against incumbent Rob Bell. Just as I believe there's hope for me when I come home to my family, I know that there's hope for Virginia. The two-minute video depicts Squire driving home from a shift and concludes with him getting out of the vehicle. Hi, I'm Kellen Squire, and I'm running for the House of Delegates because as an emergency department nurse, I know that we all do better when we all do better. I'll fight unapologetically for rural Virginia. I'll put people before party, and I'll make sure no Virginian gets left behind. Squire joins Albemarle Supervisor Donna Price in the race for the Democratic nomination, a race in which the winner could take on Republican Rob Bell, who has represented the 58th district since 2002. Bell has not yet made an announcement about the next election. The 55th district is geographically different and consists of most of Albemarle County, western Louisa County, and northeast Nelson County. Price made her announcement on Facebook on Tuesday, a day after someone leaked a draft Supreme Court ruling purporting to overturn Roe v. Wade. There is a chance that an election could be held this year due to a federal lawsuit filed by Richmond attorney Paul Goldman, 
arguing that legislators elected in 2021 are in unconstitutional districts. Judge David Novak of the Eastern District of Virginia is expected to rule on whether Goldman has the legal standing to file that case. On Thursday, Novak admonished Goldman for filing a motion to ask the court to consider the draft ruling as evidence for why a House of Delegates race should be run this year. However, in an order, Novak was pretty clear. The court hereby strikes this motion as patently inappropriate and completely irrelevant to this case. Neither draft opinions nor press reports have any impact on the decisions of this court. Novak told Goldman to stop filing additional motions. We'll see what happens with the case when it happens. And that's it for this Saturday Mama Ween edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. That holiday might not exist, and maybe it never should, but, um, you know, it's an interesting thing to think about. What do you do the day before Mother's Day? You know, what do you put out? Uh, anyway, this is a Saturday edition. Uh, it's time to get on with the rest of the weekend, which, of course, me, for me, means putting together the Week Ahead newsletter. Um, it's probably going to be another busy week. It's also catching up on what I missed last week, getting ready for another week of installments of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Really want to thank everybody who signed up this week uh, for the Substack and for those who have contributed. As you may or may not know, the company Ting will match your initial payment, which is fantastic. That helps keep this program going, hopefully well into the future, uh, so we can make up more holidays together. I am Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. Happy weekend and uh, stay dry out there and stay out of the wind and, uh, you know, stay informed. That's what you're here for, I hope. Thanks again for listening and goodbye. <laughs>